So chapter eight, verse one. Uh, then Bildad, the uh, Shuhite, said to Job, this is another one of his friends. Remember, one of the friends that, that came down and that grieved with him and that sat with him and didn't say anything until, you know, Job had something to say. So here's another friend. He says, how long will you go on like this? You sound like a blustering wind, right? So now he sounds like the other friend who is saying, how much longer, you know, are you going to sit here and, and, and vent and talk about how bad things are? He says in verse three, does God twist justice? Does the almighty twist what is right? You know, here we go. Here's where he gets his way. Here's where he starts to offend Job. Verse four, your children must have sinned against him. So their punishment was well-deserved. Now, how, listen, now, how offended would you be as a parent if something happened to your kid and then one of your friends come to you and say, Crystal, well, that happened to Keith because he must have sinned and offended God. And so his punishment and what he got was so well-deserved. Listen, sometimes, y'all know it, sometimes we don't know what to say out of our mouths as Christians. I ain't even talking about before you got saved. I'm talking about now that you're saved. And sometimes the Christian and the religious and the church person and the deacon, I see you, Charmaine, Charmaine, clapping to that one. Listen, listen, and the one who, who who's the, who's officer this and they walk around with the collar on their neck and then they 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 leader this and they're pastor that and then you sit there and you see them and nowadays it can be whether it's face to face or whether it's you know on social media got something bad or negative to say about something or somebody it says your children must have sinned against him and so their punishment was well deserved that seems out of place doesn't it and that seems like something that he probably should not have said to job verse five he says but if you pray to god and seek the favor of the almighty and if you are pure and live with integrity so here he goes so now he's (laughs) so now he's sitting here saying okay so your children probably sinned and that's what god uh and that's what happened to them but now but here's what you can do to fix it. Isn't it funny how when somebody is going through something that, or you're going through something, it seems like everybody else know exactly how to fix your stuff, but they have no clue how to fix their own. So, so now he is telling them, here's exact, I see you, Crystal. He says, now here's exactly how you fix this, right? And it's like, well, how do you know exactly how to fix it? You've, you've misdiagnosed the problem, and now you're trying to f- tell me how to fix a problem that isn't even the issue, okay? But here's what he tells Job. He says, but if you pray to God and seek the favor of the Almighty, and if if you are pure and live with integrity, he will surely rise up and restore your happy home. Although you started with little, you will end with much. So now he's trying to tell Job and instruct Job exactly what to do. Verse 80 says, just as the previous generation, pay attention to the experience of our ancestors. Uh, for we were born but yesterday uh, and knowing nothing. Our days on earth are as fleeting as the shadow. But those who come before us will teach you. They will teach you the wisdom of old. Can a papyrus tree, a papyrus tree, excuse me, uh, reads grow tall without marsh? Can marsh grass flourish without water? While they are still flowering, not ready to be cut, they begin to wither more quickly than grass. Says the same happens to all who forget God. So now here he goes. He's, he's, he's again instructing him Now you, you got to get back right with God because he's saying clearly all this stuff is happening to you because you're not right with God and your kids must have sinned. That's why they died. But if you pray and if you live with integrity and if you do this right, listen, that is it. Listen, that isn't that somewhat sometimes the false promise that we try to give to like if you just do this, then everything else in life will work out fine and you won't go through anything else that you know what, Micah, if you just get up in the morning and, and read your devotional book. And then read one chapter of Proverbs every day, you know, because and, and then and then pray at, at lunchtime. And then when you come home, 
you know, go online and watch TD Jakes. If you just do this, then 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 God will be happy and, and all the calamity that's going on in your life will stop and, and, and nothing bad will ever happen to you. Like that is sometimes the lie that we feed. Listen, it's, it's not that bad things will stop. We, we go through things like this. We go through things all the time. And, and, and we've, we've talked about this before. It doesn't mean that God is mad at me. It doesn't mean that I have sinned. It doesn't mean that anything bad has happened. It just means that when you live and you go through stuff in life, that you're going to go through things that aren't pleasant and you're going to go. But the promise is, is that God will be there with you. And I'm about to make Crystal really happy because then it is all the promises also that he will work all those things together for your good, which is her favorite scripture. If I didn't mention that, she would have typed it in the text. And so I beat it to beat her to it that all things will. So the promise is, is the fact that he will be with us, right? That he will be with us, right? Testing our faith and endurance, right? Watch this, that he will be with us through it. And that even if we can't see it, even if we don't understand how, and we can't, if, even if I can't see, if I can't see God working in this, do I trust that he is still working? That's what we have to understand. If I don't, you ever work for an employer that, that, that they want you to clock in and clock out. They want you to report at the end of the day, all the projects you work on. They want, they got a camera on your desk. And so they're looking down at you as, as you're working. And they got people walking up and down by the cubicles. I mean, that's horrible, right? Like, it's like you don't trust the fact that I'm working. And sometimes that's how we treat God. That I, like, show me a sign that you're working. It's like I'm working on this, and I know you don't see it, and you may not see how it's good, how it's, how it's, um, uh, yeah, micromanaging. We, I'm fine with God working on this. That's right, Crystal. As long as I can micromanage him, and as long as I can kind of make sure that He's doing it this way, and I kind of want Him to make sure, make sure you add this to the blessing, and make sure you don't have this happen. But I, I, your will be done. I just want to micro manage how this will is going to be done. But we can't do that, right? Uh, let's see, where were we? We were in uh, chapter eight. Yeah, verse 13 is where we stopped. Uh, it says the, uh, the the same happens to all who forget God, right? Now watch this. I see you, Ma. He says the hope of the godless uh, evaporates. The confidence hangs by a thread. They are leaning on a spider's web. They cling to their home for security, but it won't last. They uh, they try to hold it tight, uh, but it will not endure. The godless seem like a lush plant growing in the sunshine. Its branches spread across the garden. Its roots, watch this, grow down through a, a pile of stones. It takes a hold of bedrocks. Isn't it interesting? Um, I should probably do something next week with that, with the, even with the scripture about the um, the, the, the seeds that are sown. Um, and 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 uh, when it falls on stony ground, because that almost sounds similar to uh, to 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 uh, to this. Um, he says, um, but when it is uprooted, uh, it uh, it's as though it never existed. That's the end of its life, and others spring up from the earth to replace it. But look, God will not reject a person of integrity, uh, nor he, uh, will he lend a hand to the wicked. So again, this is this is his friend saying, listen, if you just pray and get this thing right with God, God is going to take this stuff away from you, right? He will once again fill your mouth with laughter and your lips with shouts of joy. <clears throat> Excuse me. He says, those who hate you will be clothed with shame. Uh, the home of the wicked will they destroy. Now, as we close uh, uh, chapter uh, chapter eight and we enter in verse verse uh, chapter nine, I love Job's response. Now, I'm leading, I'm reading from NLT, okay? Um, uh, 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 now, watch what Job says. Verse one, chapter nine. He says, he says, yes, I know all this is true in principle. Because what he is saying, he's like, I understand what you're saying. And I understand when, logically, when you think about this in principle, this is true. Now, watch this. He says, but how can a person be declared innocent in God's sight? Watch this. Job is preaching today for Bible study. And here's what Job is telling impact. He said, if someone wanted to take God to court, would it be possible to answer him even once a thousand times? Watch this. For God is so wise and so mighty 
who has ever challenged him successfully? Now watch this. This is what he's saying. He is saying, what you're saying is true and fine in principle. He's like, but understand this, is that is that that if that is the case, then who among us could actually stand before God and have a case that we shouldn't all be wiped out? He is saying, he said, I get what you're saying, that you're saying that if you would just pray and live with integrity and be righteous and do this and do that, that if you would just do that, then God would be, he's like, but okay, I understand what you're saying, but if if that's, then who among us could actually stand before God and say that I am so righteous and I am so clean, God, that there is nothing that should come my way that should ever touch me. You should remove all this bad, like I should never, exactly, we are all, and, and listen, and my my righteousness is like filthy rags. On my best day, when I'm, when I am saved, 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 Natasha, when I'm so saved, I'm living so saved on my best day, even that, without the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, is nothing, is not enough to stand before God and plead a case for my righteousness and for my integrity or anything like that. And so what he's saying is, yeah, okay, even with that being the case, he says, who could actually stand up then and not be wiped out and and not lose this case with God, right? Who could ever challenge him successfully? Watch this, uh, verse five, he says, without warning, he moves mountains, overturning them in anger. He shakes the earth from its place. Now, now remember, this is the same, this is the same Job that's take my life and questioning everything that God is doing in his life right now and questioning everything about it. And why would God do this? And why are you doing it? Oh, and he shoots, he shoots his arrow and it's piercing to my soul. Remember he said that in the, in the last two chapters that we read, right? And so this is the same Job that was questioning all that, but he still did not curse God, right? Because remember the, the challenge that the devil in the, in the first chapter that we read gave God was that not that Job wouldn't complain, not that Job would understand, and not that Job wouldn't, you know, uh, mouth off, and not that Job would question God, but it was that Job would curse God. And even through all his questioning, we still don't see him cursing God, and we even see him right now exclaiming how great God is. And, 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 and haven't we experienced that when we go through these roller coasters and we're going through something and in one minute we're like, God, why would you do this? God, why? well, maybe God, God doesn't love me the way I thought he did. Well, maybe I'm not living right. Well, maybe I'm such and such and such. And then we go through the, uh, through, through the ups where we're like, no, God is great and God's going to get me through this and God's got it all in his hands. God's got it under control. Crystal told me that he works all things together for his good, for the good of those who love him. Crystal told me that last week. And so I'm, I'm standing on that and I believe it. And then we get back down into it, into it. And then we come, and we see this playing out in Job's life where he's going through that roller coaster. He says, he shakes the earth from its place and its foundations tremble. If he commands it, the sun won't rise and the stars won't shine. Listen, that is, that do we, that is a, almost a, a, an understatement. Like do, or, or, or do we think about just the greatness of God? Like God literally formed the star, the stars and the sun, the moon, and all this other stuff to work. And he only did it once. He doesn't crank it up every day. He doesn't tune it up every year. He doesn't tune it up every 100 years, every thousand years. He spoke it into existence once. And ever since he spoke it, it continues to do exactly what, it, what he said that it's going to do. And if he wanted to, he could stop it. But he doesn't. He spoke what this is how great he is. He spoke it into he spoke it once. He said, let there be light. And there's been light ever since. There's never been a moment of total darkness. There's always been light when he spoke light. He created the sun to rise and, and the moon to set and the earth to spin and all the galaxies and stuff. He created, he did it all once, said it one time, and it continues to do exactly what he said it's to do. And it continues to live out the purpose. Listen, he did, listen, God didn't take me out of the ground, watch this, and breathe life into me. And now I was here. No, 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 no. He put a process in place. He did that once for man. And then he put a process in place for man to, 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 to create and to, to procreate. And man and animals have been procreating 
ever since then. He only did it once. He, he took Adam out of the dust and he made Adam. He breathed life into him. He made a process. They had, they had kids and then people were on earth. I mean, that's how he did it. One time, I see you, mom. One time, and all he had to do is do it one time, and it, and, it, and, it, and it populated the entire earth, right? And so he did all of this, he, and he said that he could stop the sun from rising if he wanted to, because he's the one who put it there, amen, and the stars. Watch this. He said, he alone spreads out the heavens and marches on the waves of the sea. He made all the stars, the bear, Orion, uh, 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 and the constellations of the southern sky. He says he does great things, too marvelous to understand. He performs countless miracles. And so we see, that, right, he does what? He does great things. Way too marvelous for us to understand. Like I said before, it's amazing to me. And one of the things that I think sometimes religion robs us of is the fact that it makes us think that we have that 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 we can con- conceive and can understand everything about God. When the truth of the matter is, we can't. I say this all the time. I didn't even take calculus in high school or in college because I knew I didn't understand it. No need for me to go to class for me to figure out that I got a C or a D, or at least limp my way to a, to a B um, for something that I don't understand. I don't even remember half the, the algebra stuff that, that, that we did because I can't understand it. So I don't, so I don't, if I can't understand that, you know, a basic arithmetic to most, like what makes me think that I can understand everything about the creator of the universe, a universe that we can't even fully see and experience. We listen, come on y'all. We don't even experience all of God's creation. He created all of this. We experience the little bit of earth that he, that we can survive on. The rest of it, we can't even survive on without like technology. And so we can't even get to it without being put on a rocket and blast off of the earth. And even that's not safe. And so we can't even, exp- listen, God created this vastness and we can't even experience all of his creation. But yet we think we have them all figured out to where I can tell Crystal, well, if you just do this and do this, then God's going to do this. With no, he only reveals himself. He reveals what he wants. I see you, my he reveals to us what he wants to be revealed about himself. And he's experienced, we've got all this stuff he created and we experience a small little bit of it here on earth. And we don't even experience all of earth. We don't even experience all of earth. We, we, get this, we experience a small little part of, of a smaller part of it. We, we experience a smaller part of a small creation um, uh, 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 during our lifetime. Uh, and that's how great God is. He performs countless miracles. Verse 11, yet when he comes near, I cannot see him. Do we, so watch this. When he moves by, I don't see him go. This is what's interesting, too, about this is that we serve this great God who does all this, who can uh, crush mountains. And he does all that. And I don't even I can't even see him when he's close. I don't even get to I don't even get to physically behold the one who does all this. Um, uh, Then verse 12, he says, if he snatches someone in death, who can stop him? Who dares uh, to ask, what are you doing? And so watch this. So now the same one who was questioning him is now saying as he's riled up in his own defense of God, while he is still struggling with what he's going through. Now the one who was questioning is now saying who dares question God, right? Verse 13. He says, and God does not uh, restrain his anger. Even the monsters of the sea are crushed beneath his feet. Watch this. So who am I that I should try to answer God or even reason with him? If I were right, I would have no defense. I could only plead for mercy. Come on, somebody. Sometimes that, that, that I think we can relate to that, that I can only plead for mercy. And if I summon him and he responded, I'm not sure he would listen to me for he attacks me with a storm and repeatedly wounds me without cause. He will, uh, he will not let me catch my breath, but he fills me uh, instead with bitter sorrow. So now here he is back on this thing, right? Uh, he says, uh, uh, if, if it's a question of strength, he is the strong one. If it's a matter of justice, who dares to summon him to court? So now he's re- recapping this. It's like, if it's justice, I mean, he's the just one. Uh, if it's strength, he's the strong one. 
like I can't, you know, in my best day, I can't stand up and say that I'm righteous. I can't win that one. Right. He says, though I am innocent, my own mouth would would pronounce me guilty, though I am blameless. My own mouth would prove me wicked. He says, I am innocent, but it makes no difference to me. I despise my life. Because now he's talking about, again, we're right back at where we were with him talking about the stuff he's going through. Verse 22, innocent or wicked, it's all the same to God. Come on, somebody. And we should be happy about that, that no matter how good Micah is and how bad I've been, that, listen, that once we receive Jesus and have been washed by the blood, it is all the same to God. Come on, y'all. Watch this. He says, innocent or wicked, it's all the same to God. That's why I say he destroys both the blameless and the wicked. Verse 23, when a plague sweeps through, he laughs at the death of, uh, of the innocent. Now, again, this is him kind of being poetic. I don't think that necessarily God laughs at the, at the he doesn't, God does not laugh at the death of, of the innocent. I mean, um, he's being poetic and he's kind of going on his whole tirade here. He says, he says, and, uh, uh, and the whole earth is in the hands of the wicked and God blinds the eyes of the judges. If he's not the one who does it, who is? He says, my life passes more swiftly than a runner. It flees away without a glimpse of happiness. It's this, uh, it disappears like a swift uh, papyrus boat, uh, like an eagle swooping down on its prey. Let me turn my page. We're on uh, chapter, uh, verse 27 now in verse uh, uh, chapter nine. He said, if I decide, yeah, we'll finish this out. Yeah, we're getting close to eight, but I'm gonna, we'll finish out nine. He says, if I decided to forget my complaints, to put away uh, my sad face and be cheerful, I would still dread all the pain for I know you will not find me innocent, oh God. So he said, if I were to not even complain about all this and put away the sad and be cheerful and be happy, he's like, if I had to still go, then it's like, I would still dread the pain because I know that I'm not, that I cannot be found innocent before God, the standard barrier of righteousness and what holiness is, right? He says, verse 29, but whatever happens, I will be found guilty. So what's the use of trying? He says, if I were uh, to wash myself with soap and clean my hands with lye, uh, you would plunge me into a muddy ditch and my own filthy clothing would hate me. He says, God, watch this. God is not a mortal like me. So I cannot argue with him or take him to trial. In the midst of his arguing with God, he is saying that he acknowledges the fact that I can't argue. We see the back and forth, right? This up and, down. and not only do we see it, I can even see my own back and forth and my own struggle and some of my own inner dialogue with God about things uh, even reflected um, uh, here in this. Verse 33, if only, now this is where, watch this, y'all. This is where it gets good and the New Testament church ought to be happy. He says, verse 33, this is in NLT. If only there were a mediator between us. Who's the us? Between who? Between him and God. Watch this. If only there were a mediator between us, someone who could bring us together, the mediator could make God stop beating me and I would no longer live in terror of his punishment, of his judgment, right? Here we go, mediator. He says, then I could speak to him uh, without fear, but I cannot do that in my own strength. Y'all already know where we're going with that, where, where, where it says in 1 Timothy 2, 5, that we have a mediator between us and God. We have Jesus Christ. That's right. I see you see it. Thank God for Jesus. Yes. Thank God for Jesus, the mediator between us. Not only the mediator, but we talked about this. I think it was two Sundays ago or maybe it was last week. It all kind of runs together a little bit uh, where where it says that we have not a high priest priest who's not in touch with our with our infirmities. Right. Who but at all point tempted just like us but did not sin. So not only do we have a mediator, we also have, have a high priest, right? And, and, and we can go and do a study about the high priest and the job of the high priest, but he, he used the term high priest so that the people he was talking to would understand 
what Jesus does, right? And so he says, but we have a high priest who understands exactly what you go through. And, and, and so, and because we have that, we can go boldly to him. So, so like so what, what Job is saying here, you know, well, then I could speak to him without fear. So now we see how we can, we, we, he's, I wish I, he said, I wish I could do that. Cause then I can go to him without fear. We actually can go boldly to the throne of grace that we can find mercy uh, and grace to help right in a time of need. And we have a mediator, as it says in first Timothy two, um, uh, two, five, and the mediator between us and God is Jesus Christ. Amen. And so we have that uh, mediator uh, there. So next week, what we'll do is we'll jump into 10, uh, chapter 10. Um, we'll try to get through 10, 11, and 12. But like I said, two weeks ago, you know, the Holy Spirit, uh, uh, you know, got on me and said, stop trying to rush through Job. So I'm not going to, so I'm not going to make any promises as far as getting through 12 and 13, but we'll definitely do 10 and 11, um, uh, next week.